0: welcome back to the pitch pod my name is joe janner i'm a co-host with us is jeff
1: Stebbins. jeff how are you doing this week i am doing well thank you joe i hope i hope everyone out there is doing well
0: at least I think the last episode, well, we really fixated on this heat. It's all come and gone. We're past. Maybe autumnal weather that's being nice to us here. We're looking forward to a holiday weekend and all this such. So, yeah, again, I hope everybody's doing well. Excited to look forward to the match of the week. First, before we get there, well, we need to review what we looked at last week. How close, how far off were we from last week's game? I mean, exciting game, right? Nonetheless, right?
1: yeah no it it was it was a fun game to watch. It was an exciting game. Uh, as far as our predictions go, I had Newcastle winning that, and really, I feel like it was their game i I feel like they had it, and they lost it, lost composure, let their guard down. and that's all it took. I think it was right around the eighty third minute, I believe is when uh, Nunez scored and and that changed the pace of the game, but i I feel like they dominated possession. They had several more shots on goal. So you can't you can't give that away in the EPL. So that's kind of my take on it.
0: And not to mention the fact that they played up a man for a considerable amount of the contest. I mean, Van Dyke's red card, in, what, 27th minute or so in the first half. And they're with the lead then going there. And you have to be able to put that together. But at home. So I think it was a big upset. I think it was a big result for Liverpool and will help them moving forward in this campaign to have. Against all adversity in that instance, I mean, against all odds, if you will, gone on to win that and get the win. That's big for them or for Newcastle. But then again, that's like you alluded to it. That's the EPL. It's the English Premier League. And that's why we tune in. That's why we're excited about following this league and this competition. That's all every contest, every match, week in and week out, you're going to get something very exciting as far as a competitive soccer match. And we look forward to talking about it. Looking forward to this week. Is it do you want to go any further into this match? Or are we going to go ahead and look and see where we're at. Talk about our match of the week, or is it something else we wanted to drop? And I think we talked about Champions League with the draw. Did you want to briefly address that before we get to our match of the week?
1: Yeah, let's yeah, let's talk Champions League uh, real briefly. But I I do want to go back to one thing real quick, Joe, and we don't have to spend a ton of time on it because you know it, it's it's done. The the decision was made. But what do you think? Was it a red card? Or, or could it have been carded with a yellow with Van Dyke? That's a good
0: question. I think it's worth looking. at. I think it's a red card. I think that any time you get to that situation, denying the obvious goal an opportunity there, I think with it being so centrally located, I mean, whether or not the you know the they don't ever within the laws of the game have to interpret how serious of a foul it is in that case. Just though the tactical aspect of it results in a red card, so I think it's a fair call. Again, props to. Klopp and Liverpool for holding their composure and not conceding, conceding any further goals and going ahead and winning. And I think that's all that's there. I mean, that's what a good side does. Again, early adversity, overcome it to get the result on the road. Big time win for them.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, it, it ended up working out pretty well for Liverpool. So, yeah, hats off to them and and, and looking to move forward with some momentum. So that's great.
0: Champions League. Yes. The draw. Yeah. Whenever this occurs, you look at it. You, we won't get too deep into the question marks of, of how and the physics and everything that lends itself to how the selection gets takes place. We just w- are going to comment, look at the draw. We're going to look at the group. We're going to look specifically at Group F. PSG, Dortmund, AC Milan, Newcastle it can usually help. Do you label the group of death? Do you label this? I mean, there are four really well-constructed sides and clubs in that group. How does one possibly think they're going to put themselves above in this age? Are there any other groups that you want to look at or talk about? That was one that stood out to me, that looking at, like, wow, how does that alignment of the stars, if you will, to have them all in one group play itself out?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I do think that's definitely the group that is most competitive, and and to get out of that is going to be an accomplishment, absolutely. But I, you know, these other groups aren't aren't too shabby. You know, Group A with Bayern, Manchester United, that's that's a solid group. I mean, uh, there's lots of good ones, but if I had to name one, that's like, wow, this this is this is a tough draw. It, you're right. I would go with Group F um yeah the, all those teams in there have have the ability to to move forward um so it should be fun and 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 i'll be keeping an eye on that group in particular as champions league unfolds
0: definitely looking forward to the content as always as always the annual competition with the top clubs have an opportunity to face each other in the group stages to get they to get the home of the way fixture i think was kind of one of the more interesting aspects of it they the idea of them being able to travel, having to present themselves as the com- competing side on the road in these aspects, while also keeping their eye on what they're doing within the leagues, their own domestic leagues. So I think I'll definitely be excited about it, looking forward to it. I think don't doubt that the pitch pod will probably, when one of these matchups do occur, that we want to pull as being our match of the week. We'll definitely pick from those, so I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. We'll, we'll cover at least a few, and then, of course, the final week. We have to cover it, and and I as well am looking forward to it. But not getting
0: too ahead of ourselves, but something to definitely look forward to, Pitch Pod's Match of the Week, Arsenal versus Manchester United. Definitely got the historical context, you got where they sit within the table now, you, you got all the, the drama that goes about where they're at, and looking at this match, last match before the international break, each will have four games under their belt there. I think it's a Important. I mean, we don't ever talk about a conversation about oh, it's a must-win. Maybe this early on, but I mean, there's almost a sense of that between these two teams. I think one or the other really probably is feeling that they have to win this, wanting to end their fourth game before going to the international break is important. I mean, anything along those lines. I think. I mean, do you want to put a label of must-win? How do you how do you assess the importance of this type of match in this phase of the campaign?
1: Yeah, I agree. I I think I think it's a very significant game for both teams. And let's not forget last season these teams Arsenal finished second, runner-up to Man City. Right behind them in third was Man United. Man United's coming out slow out of the gates like they did previously, but you know, that's that's a scary thing to do and You know, you have to imagine that they'll turn it on at some point, but thus far in the season, it looks, they're having opportunities, but they're just not finishing, which that's a common problem. But it's also, it seems like the team, there's some kind of disconnect. I don't know if it's a motivation problem. I I don't know um, entirely, but it looks like it's more than just having trouble finishing when it's time to finish. The team just maybe looks a little bit fatigued, and maybe that's what it is. But I think this could definitely be be a big momentum changer for both teams, but I think Man U in particular would benefit from this at this stage in the season.
0: Okay, that was, that was, thank you. That was more or less what I was asking. If you thought there was one or the other that needed to, if you're going to say must win in the fourth match of a season, it sounds like you would favor or, or suggest that Manchester United needs to win this more than Arsenal in this case.
1: I do. I, that that is what I think. I think that for them and in, in particular this, this could be huge. Uh, although for both teams, this is, you know, later in the season they're going to need points, and and it could be them in the two and three spot, and this game may may determine who's who's ahead of one another. So, yeah, I think that's fair to say this that this game is that that significant. Yeah.
0: So again. That's why we pick it out. I think it's you know. Something to look forward to. It is Sunday. Is there any other bits and pieces that we want to address before we could kind of look into making a prediction on uh, when? Yeah. I mean, is there any suggested players that we might want to be looking out for? Anybody that's on the ascendancy, anybody that we're wanting to know why we're not getting more out of, or they're not getting more out of any particular role? Or is there anything, anything we're addressing, them more specific to any player performance that we are excited to look forward to to see how, how the outcome?
1: Yeah, I, I do want to make a couple notes on that. So, for Arsenal, I think that, you know, they're, they have several guys that can score and, and some guys to look out for, whether it's Odegaard or uh, Saka or Martinelli. I think all those guys are threats. But in particular, if I'm Tin Hogg, I'm, I'm focused on Saka, I think, with how he's been performing this season. Maybe not getting as many goals as he would like, but still finishing um, and playing well in general. So he's a player I'd be looking out specifically for. And as far as strategy wise, I could see Tin Hogg, and, and Joe, you may disagree with me on this, but going into this match, knowing that Arsenal's also been struggling to finish as of late, I could see Tin Hogg going into this really defensive minded, defensive heavy, um, with their formation and strategy and maybe looking for the counter attack. That's, that's kind of what I think his game plan may be. However, you may take the other uh, viewpoint, you know, maybe that they're having trouble finishing and and maybe he feels like getting more goals would be a huge momentum changer. So I don't know. What's your take on that, Joe? I think more
0: so the former in a sense that on the road, knowing what Arsenal has, kind of wondering and having an idea, looking at their, it seems like the type of manager that does put some focus into the opposition. I mean, we talked about this before. Is the manager's role at this level, the top level, to be able to make sure that their side is doing what they're supposed to be doing? But I I sense that Ten Hag is also the type of manager that does have an eye on the opposition. Knowing what they've done in previous contests, knowing how they're going to position themselves, their system of play, the formation, the personnel, everything that's going to be out on there, and knowing that, probably be okay with arsenal in a sense early on with the ball being able to sit back being able as you suggested looking for opportunities to counter looking for those moments where arsenal commits to be players in advance maybe that's it just soccer on the right hand getting up in advance to too far advanced position finding a means to counter across the other side there and looking for those opportunities is that primarily what they're going to do but i i don't know but i could see early on in this match then setting up to play in that system and that style to Counter what Arsenal would be bringing on the attacking end.
1: Yeah, and it, it's early in the season, but when you've been watching Man U so far this season, Joe, are you also a little bit concerned about, I guess you could call it the spirit of the team at this point, or are you saying eh, it's so early that you're not too concerned at this point?
0: There's a little bit of that. I mean, if you if you talk about a spirit, the sense that they were able to get by nine 3-2, having to come back, and Fernandez is. And I don't think there's much of a question behind his intensity level and what he wants. And I mean that's that's him as an individual and him fitting with this. side. I think some of the question mark going one look more so is where's Rashford fitting? You know, the, the big question is he fit play up top. I think a lot of analysts, and other pundits really look at him as being better suited to play on the outside on the left, and what he provides there. If his when he's on, it seems like to be as Rashford goes, does the team, right? When you're getting a good performance out of Rashford. I think as far as specifically looking at how Manchester United attacks, they do better. So that's one thing I'm going to keep my eye on, how, where he starts within the system, within the formation, how he plays and how that puts there. But I think I get a sense of there. I think it's maybe just not quite sure because of those measures, because of some question marks, because of some uncertainties in all performing levels, in all performing aspects of anything, when there's a level of uncertainty that creeps in with anything, it could hinder your performance. Maybe that's what we're seeing as far as the lack of intensity or lack of Conv- conviction in sort of what they're trying to achieve in this instance. So, again, wonder if it could be something I alluded to before. Has Tin Hogg put too much emphasis on what the opposition does and preparing and training for them, them rather than saying, no, oh, this is our squad, this is the personnel, this is the players, this is the talent that we have to work with, let's get the most out of what we have here, and let's play as Manchester United can play well and be a dominating side. So, again, I think that's why we're excited about this match is it's going to be two sides that are going to be, I mean, minute-to-minute half to half really competing
1: yeah well said and and yeah i just i agree completely with rashford and i think it's kind of to be determined on what his role in the team's going to be and where he best fits but um that's a big question mark i agree Uh, but joe whenever you're ready i think i got my prediction ready but i'll let you go first
0: and I, I always wonder how often the our listeners, our subscribers think we, we don't talk about what we're which direction we're going before this, and it, whether it's on me to go first, whether go to Jeff. And I don't want to overthink it and try to you know go one direction versus the other there for the sake of where we're at. I, I looked at this. I, I maybe even before the season even got started, could have looked at this picture and said this has a draw written all over it in a sense that you're going to have two good sides that are going to again competing minute minute within the. Phases within of all aspects of the game, but not only from first half to the second half and all the way through, that it is could be very well leveled by the end. I don't see them being held scoreless zero zero initially. I thought that, so I'm looking. I think one a piece, one goal for each of these teams. I have this Jeff finishing one one as a draw.
1: Fair enough. I think that's a fair prediction. I really do. Um, I I had a couple of predictions in mind and that was definitely one possibility but i think the one that i'm leaning towards the most is an arsenal win and i agree i think it's going to be a well contested close match so i'm not saying that it's going to be blowing the opponent out of the water by any means i think i'm going to have arsenal winning this with a 1-0 victory
0: but just by a slight margin we talked about saka is that is that your guy is he is he scored it on this one
1: if you're going to press me here, Joe, uh, is my guy. He's the one that's going to score. Whether it's a PK or an open play, I, I can't tell you that. But Sok is the one that I got my money on, yeah. Okay. I think
0: that sounds like a reasonable expectation and a possible outcome. Looking yeah. forward to the match, Jeff, yes?
1: Oh, it's going to be fun. And hopefully everyone out there gets a chance to tune in and enjoy the game. Please, if you get a chance, hit that like and subscribe. It's the best way to support us here at the pitch pod and as always keep pitching out there everyone
0: in a game the round ball a round posts anything can happen